super good on that. My mouth doesn't know that. (laughs) I'm keeping all of this. I'll decide later whether it uh, gets completely cut. I can't make it stop because it's still happening as I'm saying. (laughs) Let's start. Let's start the. Hello, Emily. (laughs) Hi. Um, it's July. Third. Third. Uh, we are about to go to a party, all three of us. We and are. I do say three, because we have Michelle in the office. Hi. In the office? <laughs> I, I always want to say studio, and then I'm like, it's not a studio. It doesn't deserve that title. But it is an office, and we do have Michelle here. And hello. Hello. So you guys might be aware that DQ is having, like, a fireworks blizzard thing yeah, going on for the fourth. fucking delicious. And it's got Pop Rocks in it. And because, Oreos. Because some people are fucking nuts. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, today is all about Pop Rocks. Well, listeners, we've got a lighter, lighter-hearted episode See, for you. See, here's the thing. Get. Here's the thing. What? I went light, sort I of. Did, I did, okay, seed, sort of. I went light. As get. No one dies. Yeah, neither does mine. Uh, but I get but mine also isn't as gut-wrenching as yours. Look. Mine only lasted for nine days. Mm. How long did yours last? 69. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> That's why you chose it. Isn't it? I mean, it's not. But it's not, when, I not, heard that, why, not when I heard that, I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, Emily, do you so want to... So this is the episode of Semen and Miners. Yes. Um, we've got just miners <laughs> and semen all over this bitch. It's going to get so gross. <laughs> But it's We're going to talk about semen first. Good. And then we'll save the miners for later. Please, Emily, tell me all about your semen. <laughs> <laughs> well, my semen is really fucking old. Okay. No. <laughs> I, oh, I, mean, I mean, I still want it. <laughs> it might be a little dusty, but I still want it. Damn it. <laughs> I'm so upset already. What the fuck? Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about consumption. Oh, good. So I don't know if oh, you the want consumption this. of semen? <laughs> Something's really hard oh. to swallow. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Ooh. Oh, ouchies! Oh, it hurts! Oh. <laughs> Listeners, for anybody in, in maybe in your car, maybe your child's in the back seat. We promise it's not that kind of semen. We just thought this was very funny. It's also not that kind of miners, but don't worry about it. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know what we're talking about anyway. <laughs> the children, they don't know. You're right, children. This children? one's about the consumption of semen. Look it up. <laughs> Please Google. don't. Do not Google that. Google. Do not Google that. How they am I the voice of reason to spell consumption? <laughs> Probably not semen either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, wrong kind of semen, so. <laughs> I guess we'll hear about other semen. Okay. Once Emily figures out what she needs to do. I deleted the date, so I wrote my notes. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. You are excused. So I wrote my notes at work. And for anyone paying attention, I did not do this at work. I just printed it at work. Sure. Because it was a super, super busy day. You're worried that your boss listens to this podcast? No. Oh, first of all, she doesn't. And second of all, I wouldn't be worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I printed this at work because I knew I'd be coming straight here. Right. So this is about Robert Jeffrey, who was a British seaman. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and <laughs> what happened to him in 1798? 1798. God damn. Oh, yeah. I wasn't joking when I said it's old seaman. Yeah, that's an old, <laughs> old as fuck seaman right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, he was a British seaman. He was pressed into service on a Royal Navy sloop. So, I'm going to talk about those terms. I left them in for a reason. First off, a sloop (laughs) is a ship that in the 18th century and most of the 19th century was called a sloop of war in the Royal Navy. Amazing. And it was a warship with a single gun deck that carried up to 18 guns. Were there a lot of semen on this sloop? 
Listen, that's what I'm going to get into when I talk about pressing. Fabulous. Oh, oh. pressing. Uh-huh. Oh, my. Okay, so Robert, our good friend Robert. Hello, Robert. How are you? Was pressed into service on a ship called the Recruit that was run by its 25 fucking year old captain, oh. Warwick Lane. He sounds like a dick. Oh, Anybody. stay tuned. He better Anybody be the first one to die. Yeah, right? And he's 25 and he's For the captain. My, he's an yeah. asshole. And he was, a, he was a captain during the Napoleonic Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're getting fancy. Yeah. All right. So let's go back so, to talk. Mm-mm. The what? semen is what gets pressed. No. I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm a little like, confused. We're all 14 years old. <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. I apologize. No, you I don't. I haven't even had anything to drink today. I know. I haven't either. Totally we sober. We just all got to We literally work. just left work. <laughs> it was the fucking ice cream, I swear. <laughs> all right. So being pressed into service. Okay, because that's a weird phrase. It's very 18th century. Is it like drafted? Yeah, ah. but like more hardcore than drafted. Oh fuck! How hardcore so is the pressing? Between 1793 and 1812, remember that date? Uh-huh. The British impressed. That's what they called it. Slower. <laughs> 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 okay. The British. That's not how I meant. (laughs) So the British impressed more than 15,000 U.S. sailors. Remember, this is the British now forcing the U.S. to go on its ships and fight its wars. This is right after. I mean, didn't Uh, we just fight a war with Uh them? Yep. Okay. Uh Yep. Cool. So uh, that's 15,000 U.S. sailors. Seamen. So they also... (laughs) forced other british people to do this as well so it wasn't just americans i just but it was like a whole shit ton of americans great yeah doesn't sound good and they were forced into naval service she can't use the words she kept on purpose anymore because we'll fuck it up (laughs) to supplement their fleet during the napoleonic wars with france because they were having so many fucking losses yeah so remember that date so by like 1812 the U.S. was like, fuck this. And on June 18th, they declared war on Great Britain, oh. thus starting the War of 1812. Oh, oh it's all coming together. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I didn't really realize that was... And a big was... part of it was the impressment of the U.S. soldiers onto their ships. I, I literally do want to see that happen, though, is like somebody just comes up to you and goes, you're going to fight over here now. Uh, no, no, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's like how? literally exactly what happened to Robert. So, Robert was forced to serve in the recruit, and he super wasn't into it. (laughs) So, he was originally working as a privateer on the Lord Nelson. Okay. And the captain, our good, good Warwick Lane asshole man, got on that ship when they were docked at the harbor in Foulmouth, which is a Cornish harbor. Foulmouth? Foulmouth. And they ignored that... The Lord Nelson was under protection, basically, from being pressed. So, like, there was a protective order that, like, certain private ships couldn't have people stolen from it. Oh, okay. Well, Captain Lake was like, no, no, fuck this. He went on the ship and, like, physically took several men and boys from that ship and was like, congratulations, you're on mine now. Oh, my God. Okay. That's like sounds... a backwards pirate. Give me all your semen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the backwards pirate. I want all your semen. <laughs> well, there's a drag name. <laughs> oh. So, oh man. <laughs> so Robert was a very handy man to have at sea because he was a blacksmith. Oh sure. So he was highly valued on any ship. So Captain Lake was like, "Fuck yeah, you're coming with me, bitch." And That's then, great. like, moved him, like, a little chess piece. Just, like, picked him up by his head. He just, bop! I bet he super wishes he hadn't learned that skill. Yeah, I bet he regrets it. <laughs> this is unfortunate! So, he in screams. my notes, I said, being a blacksmith at sea was a super valuable valuable role, so naturally he was body snatched by the Brits. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> you so, know how it be. Yep, one, two, skip a few. We're hopping along. Mm-hmm. And Robert 
wasn't happy with his life on the ship. He was caught stealing two quarts of beer from the ship's store that was intended for the captain only. Oh. He also apparently stole some rum from a gunner's cabin. So he's just looking to get smashed out there. Yeah. Because they were in a water shortage. So, like, alcohol, I guess. I guess, but, like... substitute. That's really bad. He's just looking to die. There was a period... There was a whole many thousands of years, it seems like, where we didn't really realize that alcohol dehydrates you. Yeah. And we would just use it as a substitute for For water. water. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. And surprisingly, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people died. Weird. Weird. It's crazy how that works. So, they found out... Because supplies were pretty strictly regulated and somebody fucking snitched on our good, good Robert Jeffrey. Damn him. So Captain Lake decided to maroon Jeffrey on a desert island. Oh my God, that shit happened? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was like some Pirates of the Caribbean shit. No, he literally got marooned on an island for drinking the captain's beer. Okay, I didn't watch. What does that mean? Marooned? Yep. I'm getting there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They left him on an island that's part of the Lesser Antilles called Sombrero. Hilarious. For you little geography nuts out there. Oh, my God. Sombrero. You know, does Did it I look live? like a little sombrero? <laughs> no. I have to know. No, it actually <laughs> is. full of semen. <laughs> it's just got one semen on it. It's only got one semen. <laughs> that's all you need. So it's a little over a mile long and about a quarter of a mile wide and totally devoid of fresh water. No. So it's just like a strip of land with nothing on it. Suck. It's just there to be like, bye, you're going to die now, but we don't want to yes. like watch you. Yep. And we would like so you to be gone. So when they maroon you, they leave you on this little spot of land with no supplies. And then they go. And that's it. So they leave you to they Basically, they leave you to, you die. to die. Wow. Yep. Wow. Okay. Which is a pretty like... It's a pretty hardcore punishment. Yeah. And usually only saved for people literally trying to overthrow the captain. And he just drank some of that fucker's beer. And he beer. just drank some of the fucker's beer. Well, but so, we've established that Warwick is an asshole. A drunk asshole. Drassel. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally like three seconds ahead of me. So sorry. <laughs> Damn it. All right. So they left him on the island of Sombrero. And there is an actual, like, documented moment of what Captain Lake said when he made that kind of decision to maroon him. Okay. Because he came onto the deck after dinner, quote, under the influence of drink. Of course. Of course. (laughs) And definitely decided he, like, had an opportunity to punish Jeffrey when he saw the island. Oh, he was like, hey, hey, hey. This was, like, three days after it came out that he was drinking the captain's booze (laughs) and he's reported to have said lieutenant mold do you see that rock lower the boat instantly i'll have no thieves on board my ship man a boat and set that rascal on shore amazing but he said it drunkenly i'm sure Oh, yeah. yeah he's he's like, like, hey, on the thing. Get the boat. boat down and get him on the thing. You get this fucking asshole off my <laughs> ship right now. Post haste. <laughs> I like the idea that somebody was like, man, did you hear what he just said? That was so fucking bitching. Let me go get my quill. Yeah, I have to on. write hold this on. down. Let me, let me just take notes. Here yeah. I go. So. And I quote, get that rascal I'll off get my that ship. Rascal. <laughs> so he was left on shore. <laughs> He was left on the shore with the clothes on his back, but no shoes, food, or water. Oh, my God. So, Lieutenant Mould. Mould? M-O-U-L-D. I just just called him Mouldings. I would say Mould, maybe, but I want it to be Mould, so I don't care. I know. Felt bad for leaving him without anything and saw that the rocks were cutting his feet. So he gave him a pair of shoes. Oh, that's nice to have it. Okay. And then gave him a knife and a handkerchief. Oh. That had been, like, donated by some of the other people who were like, this is fucked up, yo. Yeah, I'm sure everyone else was like, excuse me, uh, this is not what we do. Yeah. What the fuck? So the lieutenant also took his time when he was on shore, hoping the captain would change his mind. Like, hey, this is fucked up. Let's not do this. But the captain didn't. He definitely didn't. He sounds like such a young 
spoiled asshole. asshole. Yeah. And he was a legacy, basically. His oh, father ran a ship, so <laughs> he was going to run a ship, and he was going to run the best ship. Wait until my father hears about this. <laughs> my beer! Daddy! <laughs> it was tainted by a semen. <laughs> Daddy, a semen took my booze. I you must punish your tongue him. in my beer. <laughs> All right. Spank him on the tush, daddy. <laughs> Different kind of daddy. Whoops. Punish the semen, daddy. Ooh. Oh, FYI, Taylor hates daddy kink. And I fucking so, hate it. It's so funny. I super wish I hadn't told anybody because now it is just against me it's constantly. everything that happens. Yeah. Everyone's like, hi, daddy. And I'm like, get the fuck. Excuse me, I'm so bad. I get like physical. Like, no. She just threw up a little bit. I saw. It did. It. Yeah. Beautiful. Right in front of them. So the recruit, like ship, went along its way, left him. They were like, bye, and then they went back to Barbados to join up with a squadron that was under the command of Admiral Sir Thomas Cochrane. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Seaman Cochrane. <laughs> That's Sir Seaman to you. Sir Seaman Cochran. Sir Seaman Cochran. <laughs> so That's rumors what? started to get out about the marooning because obviously people are talking. It was pretty fucking like, drastic. Hey, we saw some fucked up shit. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, it did work its way up to the big wigs, mm. and Lake was like called in and forced to explain himself. Good. So the admiral demanded that he not only explain why he did that but then also reprimanded him for his brutality and made him go back to get Robert. <gasps> oh, get dope. Him. Get him. You go back to Sombrero when you get that semen. Yeah. Before it dries up in the sun. <laughs> yeah. So upon returning to the island... It's going to be so crusty. <laughs> upon returning to the island, they found no trace of Robert. No, it, no. Except no for pants... That weren't his. What? 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 Robert, what are you doing? (laughs) And a tomahawk. Oh my god. And he was assumed dead. Robert, who did you encounter? Now, the Admiral was more optimistic and just figured he'd been picked up by another ship. Sure. Because tomahawks were pretty common for people to have back then. And also, where did the fucking pants come from? Where did the pants come from? (laughs) He still had his pants. Clearly. Maybe. Maybe. Where did the pants come from? Nothing's reported about the pants. But when word got back to Britain about all of this going down Mm -hmm. and them not finding him, there was a formal inquiry and Captain Lake was court-martialed and called aboard the HMS Gladiator. (laughs) And then he was found guilty and dismissed of his post. And then he had to go to the Thunderdome? He was done and fired. Nice. Good for him. Fucker. But his so, daddy was real disappointed. He was beat down by all the semen in the Thunderdome. Yeah, bitch. Let's go back to Robert. <laughs> yes, Robert, Robert! Robert, how are you? Oh. So, he was, in fact, not dead yet. Oh, a little well, bit. Well, he managed to survive by eating limpets, What's that? which are very weird, small, aquatic snails. Dope. <laughs> which I, I did it. Google it if it's edible and, like, if you're going to get real fucked up eating them. And if you can get them off the rocks, because they have very strong feet. <laughs> so you just gotta, like, You pull. just gotta pull real hard. If you can get them off the rocks, you're good to go. It sounds like mm. Escarno. So, like, don't eat it <laughs> when it's attached to a rock. That's bad. So he ate limpets, and he drank rainwater through a quill. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Robert. So after nine days, goddamn MacGyver, yeah, yeah, he was able to successfully be rescued by an American ship called the Adams. They took him back to Massachusetts, where he hung out in Portsmouth. And then the British government later found out that he was definitely still alive. Whoops, oopsies. So they were like, "Oh, whoops." They discharged him from the Navy that he never wanted to join in the first place. Sweet. They gave him his back pay. They took him home. Yes. Wow. And then everyone in town, like, came out to greet him when he pulled up at the shore. And there's a quote from an eyewitness account. The meeting between the mother and her son was extremely (laughs) affecting and impassioned. (laughs) What about the pants? Like, 
I don't know about the pants. Well, they never figured out about they the never fucking figured pants. Out about it's going pants. to bother me. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Does he? He. Everybody who was there would be like Robert. Please tell us about the pants. Where are these pants? <laughs> what the fuck from? is going on Robert, with the two pants situation? Did you fashion pants in nine days? Robert, were you wearing two pants when you left the ship? <laughs> also, he couldn't kill any of the birds on the mm-hmm. island. Like, there's specific mention that he was unsuccessful in killing the birds. Because they were, like, that? too smart for him. I'm just seeing a bunch of asshole oh, seagulls. You want to know how he knew about that? Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, first off. In addition to his back pay, he was given a payment of 600 pounds by Lake, which is a lot of money. Like, in comparison, most, like, house workers and servants earn 10 pounds a year. Whoa! Dang! So he got real loaded real fast. For some people who are but, so shitty about, like, forcing people into service, like, they're really they're treating like, oh, him for- fairly. We fucked up. This. Well, they gave him all that money <coughs> so that he wouldn't pursue legal action against sure. them. Sue <laughs> your mystery pants off. So Robert got married. Oh, Robert. To a local girl. Oh. In the Lansalos Church in 1818. He published a pamphlet of his story called A Narrative of His Life and Suffering. That's all we had back then was pamphlets. <laughs> yep. so, and then no, he told no the books. story in the <laughs> London theaters and bought a coasting schooner. So a small boat. Just one problem. Mm-hmm. He definitely like didn't have a lot of time to enjoy that because he died of consumption Crap. like two years later. Yeah. Robert, Robert, and, Robert. Yeah, and left his wife and their baby oh. poor, just oh, like desolate because he what? bought that fucking schooner instead of like instead of like setting his family up for a nice life. That is so, garbo. Yeah. That he is got such consumption. Garbo. A.K.A. tuberculosis, A.K.A. the wasting disease, the A.K.A. why Satine couldn't have nice things or a happy ending, and why it was dumb for her to kiss Ewan McGregor, and props gave him consumption, True, and that's gross. just rude. Yeah. Because that shit is really contagious. Like, she knew. She knew. She that knew. movie... She'd been coughing up blood for a little while. Right? Like, that's... The and ending... then he knew. And then he found out about yeah. it. He still kissed and her. And he still kissed yeah. her. The ending of that movie would have been better if he's, like, sitting in his typewriter all sad and crying, and then he coughs, <clears> and there's blood, and, there's and blood. you're yeah. just like, oh, yeah! Yeah, like, mm, yeah. but no. I agree. Yeah. I agree. He left his wife and child completely poor. Robert, stop it. <laughs> that sucks. Why you were you? so badass for a bit there. Yeah. He survived being marooned, and then he dies of coughing up blood. Come on, man. I know, yep. right? And then he leaves his family yep. poor? Yep. Like. Also, like, if you hadn't bought that stupid schooner, you probably could have afforded hella good medical care that could have saved your fucking ass. Maybe. Like, yeah, they... Uh, I don't know if there was much they could do. Like, I suppose. And, like, I feel like most of the shit they gave them in the beginning of the 1800s actually just made everything worse, and then you died of something else. Yeah, didn't they use... I wonder if this was around the time that they were just, like, quarantining people with TV. Yeah. In, yeah. like, weird sort of sanitary homes yeah like <laughs> you guys are all icky so we'll put you yep, in we're one just place put you in a box over here it's the icky box and then if we get sick with it we also go in the icky box yep then we all die in the icky box <laughs> yeah everybody dies in so the icky i guess box. this is just a reminder to wash your hands i guess and if you go yeah. in like the wave pool at noah's ark <laughs> don't open your eyes or your mouth <laughs> just like yucky well, I don't know about you guys, but I've had a lot of fun so far talking about semen. Yes. You guys want to talk about some minors? <laughs> yes. I do. I'm for really anyone, excited about it. For anyone who's worried, the semen and the minors do not overlap. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's uh, quite a year gap between them. Yes. Just as it wasn't that kind of semen, it's not that kind of minors. I'm talking about people who work in mines. I thought you were just going to leave it at people. Because, <laughs> like, people. We're talking about Minors people. aren't people. Miners are not people. Have you met, like, a high schooler? Yes. Yeah, they suck. They yeah. do suck. They're defo not people. I'm talking about some specific miners that you guys might remember, because this little thing didn't actually happen all that long ago. This is the Chilean mining incident of Did 2010. They? Oh. This is a story about 33 men who survived 69, nice, days underground. <laughs> Just saying. By the way, that's the longest time any person has ever been underground. That's the longest. End of sentence. (laughs) 
That's the longest time any man has gone down under. Uh huh. Mm. Yes. On a minor. <laughs> That's the longest time any minor has ever been that deep. <laughs> For that long. We this are is nasty. all going to hell. If we that were going to do that anyway. Yeah. yeah, we were going to do that anyway. All right, so a little bit of background on the miners. The location is a San Jose copper gold mine. I believe San Jose is just the like company. It is in the Atacama Desert in Chile. It's about 30 miles north of Chile's capital of mm, mm? Copiapo. It's August 5th, 2010. Mm. It's 1400 CLT, which is Chilean time for about 1 p.m. So just like a little bit of how this looks, because I was having a hard time picturing what a mine like looks like. Like how does one, it's not a hole straight down into the ground and it's also not like just an incline. It's kind of just a... Haven't you ever played Silent Hill? I mean, no. Oh. Because I hate scary video games. Okay, never mind. I was a huge fan of the Seven Dwarves and I kind of remember how they animated a mine. Hi ho! Sure, it might be a little bit like that. (laughs) Except we don't use like mine carts here. This is all, it's all dump trucks. So like... Uh, the tunnel has to be big enough to fit dump trucks in it. Well, it just yeah, kind of like Silent Hill. Only there's monsters, and you have to throw rocks at it and peek around the corner and hit him in the head, and then peek back around the corner and hide. Sure, that sounds fucking horrible. Yeah, why would anyone play that? I don't uh, know. So anyway, <laughs> the ramp, the main tunnel, begins about a mile above sea level near the top of a round rocky mountain. From the sixteen by sixteen foot entrance, the ramp corkscrews into the mountain through a series of gradually narrowing switchbacks. So, starts out pretty big, gets smaller and smaller as you head back, and they're sort of burrowing into this mountain looking for both copper and gold. And at this very moment, on August 5th, some of the miners are nearly 2,500 feet below the surface, loading ore into dump trucks. There's another group working a few hundred feet above them, working to fortify a passageway, while other men are resting in an area they call the refuge, which is like a little room they had carved out into the side of the tunnel, and it's lined with cinder block and has, like, a metal door. It's basically there for emergencies, but it's also, like, a break room. And that's at about 2,300 feet down. God, that's so deep. I know, it's so damn deep. (laughs) Two men, Franklin Lobos and Jorge Gallegos, pretty sure there's a lot of L's in that son of a bitch, (laughs) are in a truck. They are driving down into um, the mine, headed toward the refuge, which is, again, that room, that's what they call it, that little break room, to pick up some of the men to bring them back to the surface for lunch. And Jorge says suddenly, did you see that? It's a butterfly. And Franklin's like, you're fucking nuts. It's dark. It's, we're 2,000 feet down. There's no way you saw a butterfly. <laughs> and Gallegio is like, no, I saw a butterfly. It's right over there. Look at the butterfly. And that is when they hear a massive explosion and feel the force of pressure coming from behind them, and the entire tunnel is full of dust, and the sound is, like, roaring. It's, like, deafening. Wait, though, what happened to the butterfly? I never heard if there was really a butterfly. It's just my favorite thing in the world that he was like, Butterfly! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! <laughs> First, I don't know what happened to the pants. Now, I don't yes. even know if there was a butterfly. You guys are killing me. Secret pants and a secret butterfly. <laughs> they go off together We're all about into it. the world. The butterfly is wearing the pants! I'm literally picturing a butterfly wearing pants. It's awesome. <laughs> Someone draw it. I don't please, have time. Please. <laughs> All right, so Franklin um, and Jorge keep heading downward slowly in the dark. They can barely see anything, knowing that they have just narrowly escaped a massive tunnel cave-in. Like, it was right behind them. Eventually, they come upon another truck that is just jam-packed full of dudes. Just so full. Like, like miners coming out of every corner of this truck. It's a minor so, like, miners coming out of every orifice. Yeah, I almost wrote orifice. Not mm. a joke. Crevasse. Crevasse. Crack in the crevice. Opening. <laughs> Gaping hole. <laughs> so it's a gaping hole so big you could drive a truck through it though. Like. Exactly. <laughs> Just full of miners. So these two men, our butterfly encounterers, have met up with another truck that is headed trying to head out while they're trying to head in. Yeah, about that. These are all men, all the men on this other truck are either from the refuge, they were in that break room. Or they were loading ore a couple hundred feet below that, and they have been slowly making their way toward the surface. And they're being led by a man on foot with a flashlight out to get them through the dust. So one of the men in the truck is Luis Urzua. He is the shift manager, so he's the boss. 
And it's his job to get everybody out in the event of a collapse. Like, that's his main mission right now, is to get everybody out. So, when they come across Franklin and Jorge in their truck, headed down, Luis orders Franklin and Jorge to turn around and head back up with them to find a way out. It isn't long uh, before they have to get out of their trucks, because there's, like, huge rocks, like, in their way. So now they're all climbing, searching through the dust in their flashlights. And eventually, as they go, the dust settles around them. And it... With their flashlights, they see in front of them, which is must have just been some serious shit. Like, I literally can't... I would have shit myself if I had seen this. Uh-huh. They see directly in front of them, blocking their path, a flat sheet of rock. It is 45 stories high. It weighs 700,000 tons. It is twice as big as the Empire State Building. Oh, my like, God. They don't know that at the time, but all they see is, like, the entire tunnel, wide and tall, covered by one flat sheet of gray rock. Oh my the God. entire part of the mountain has collapsed into the tunnel. So they are completely 100% trapped. <laughs> like Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Does this turn to cannibalism? No. No, they all enough. lived, didn't they? They did all, they do all live. You could still eat someone without killing them. Totes. Well, okay, um, that's fucked up, Emily. <laughs> have you thought about that? Like, oh, no. well, Emily has definitely thought about which one of us she wants to eat first, I'm sure. Oh. Well, well, that face. That yeah, face. Wow. That face. That was wow. a thinking face. Wow. <laughs> First off, it's important to note that some of these guys are like veteran miners. They're old guys. They've been doing this forever. They've seen some shit. They've been trapped in a mine before, but it's never been like this. Usually it's like, there's some rocks. We need an excavator. They'll move them out of the way. We'll get out. Uh-uh. They're pretty sure they're all going to die immediately. They're like... Yeah. crying. Yeah. They're like talking about never seeing their families again. One guy's like, my grandson was just born and I haven't met him yet. Oh, fuck. Like, it's fucking horrible. Still, they don't like give up immediately or anything because that would be crazy. Luis Urzua, again, the shift manager, um, orders the men into two groups. Most of them will go back to the refuge where they're going to take stock of who all is there and what supplies they have because they have some food and some water. They don't know how much. Eight of the men we'll start searching the various mine shafts. Now, the shafts just allow, like, ventilation. So air, water, and electricity come in through the shafts around the tunnels. They're going to start searching those for a way up. Unfortunately for them, this mine is garbage. Like, the mining company is horrible, and they have not done all the, you know, due diligence they need to do for safety precautions at all. Hmm. So, there's supposed to be ladders that lead up into these mine shafts everywhere. Everywhere there's an opening, there should be a ladder. And that is not the case here. There's very few ladders around. So where they are, there's like one. They find one ladder where they're, you know, not completely trapped. And they head up there. I should say the eight men, including a man named Mario Sepulveda. He will be important later. There's two men named Mario, by the way. My favorite thing in the world. I just wanted to know if they both have a brother named Luigi. That's it. I know, right? (laughs) But they're like Chilean and not Italian. It's hilarious to me. Anyway. They can still have a brother named Luigi. I mean, that's true. Both Marios, if you could write in and tell us about your brothers named Luigi. Do you have a rival, perhaps, named Wario? Do you have a dinosaur dog named Yoshi? Right. Do you have a girlfriend named Princess Peach? Do you have a friend? Or just Peach. Do you have a friend named Toad who can take off his head? Let's not That might be a bit much. (laughs) I just want to know, okay? There's so much left in the imagination today. I'm just... She just needs answers, okay? I need answers! (laughs) So Mario Sepulveda and another guy, they find a ladder. They manage to get up. It did even say that, like, at one point, one of the rungs of the ladder had, like, fallen out and smashed Mario in the teeth. And he just was like, I guess I gotta keep going. (laughs) Yeah, his mouth's, like, full of blood. It's nasty. Oh, no, Mario. So they get up into the shaft. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) So there are miners in the shaft, right? Going hard. With a mouth full of blood. <laughs> so they, um, they climb in to the shaft, and they search both ends, and they find just more flat sheets of gray rock. Both so that's ends, unfortunate. Both ends just plugged right up. Both ends of this shaft plugged right up. <laughs> These no way in. are trapped in No way shaft. out. Either way, this is horrible. <laughs> Either way, eventually, they just decide to head back to the rest of the men, and Sepulveda says, this, this isn't going to work. What are we going to tell the boys? And then one other man says, let's just tell them the truth. Also of note, I just thought this was cute because 
um, here's the thing. Uh, I'm in love with this man that I'm writing about. Louise Urzua is a wonderful person. He immediately stopped being in charge. Like I said, he was the boss. As soon as they discovered that there's no way out, like that they might be trapped here for days, he's he takes off his like white helmet, which is basically what says he's the boss. And he's like, we are all equal now. There are no bosses and employees, just an FYI. And some of them were a little mad. They're like, well, you're the one who's supposed to take responsibility and this is you abdicating. But for the most part, it was just him trying to be nice and be like, I'm not going to order you around. We're all in this together. They're just a bunch of miners. Yeah, you're just a bunch of miners. Trying to get through the shaft. Trapped in a tunnel trying to get through the shaft. Meanwhile, on the surface, rescue attempts have already begun because everybody heard that shit happen. Well, I mean, literally part of Mountain just went, nope. (sighs) Yeah, horrible. So, minor communications with the surface, have been cut off. 130 people are put on attempting to find a way in, either through the mouth of the mine or through one of the ventilation shafts. And unfortunately, they run into the same problems as the miners trying to get out. That is the ventilation shafts. gray rock everywhere, all over. On August 7th, it's been two days now, there was another cave-in as they no! were looking. No! And because this is a story about the unluckiest people ever... Like, it manages to completely block the path that the rescuers were using at the time. Three people die in this, like, both cave-ins. One of two, like, I don't know who they were. It doesn't mention. It does, it just said three people did die in these two cave-ins. So, it's basically decided at that point that they're going to have to drill their way in. And they start by just drilling exploratory boreholes to just see if they can find where the miners are from the surface. I just imagine that they're sort of like, uh, over here? Hello? 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 Hola? You guys? Hola? Hola? Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. Los niños? Yo quiero miners. Yo quiero miners. I feel like they're also like... You know, maybe creating another cave-in with the vibrations. Of sure. And these are small holes, I will say. They're like maybe... Small holes add up, though. It's not the size of the hole, you guys. <laughs> Miners can be small. It's the motion of the drill. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, want it. I want death. Um, these miners are protected, you guys! <laughs> so, I mean, they are... I want off this island! <laughs> <laughs> no, you're marooned here. Damn it! <laughs> Stole this fucking captain's booze. Okay, <laughs> now you must sit and listen to my story about miners and holes. Did you maroon your cell too? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I got fucked. So, um, these guys are hindered by out-of-date mine maps because, again, this mining company is trash. <laughs> um, and the rock they're boring through is really hard. Everything sucks. It's really slow going. The miners are doing their best down there. Luis Urzua has made sure that they're rationing their little, what little supplies they have, their food, their water. It's mostly like tuna in cans and mackerel in cans. No. Not a joke. Gross. Stinky. Um, yeah. They should have just opened all of that up and just hold it, like, hold it up. You just wait until the smell right, like, just works its way in. up. This is where we are. Someone <laughs> drills a borehole and they're like, is that, is that tuna? tuna? Oh my god, oh, it's that. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're doing... They're best. They do have like a couple, they have like a couple miles of tunnel to sort of mill about in, and they've got the refuge. So they have sort of shelter and a place to be and places to walk around and get exercise, but it is really damn hot down there, as you can imagine it would be. Um, it's really hot and it's pitch goddamn black. There's no lights, there's no electricity anymore. Which means you can get naked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to imagine that sometimes they're all just completely naked. Why those you? miners but are like, naked and in the dark? And they're here's hot. the thing: if you get naked, and then there's another cave in, and your clothes are on the other side of that wall, yeah, you just gotta you be carrying your naked, shit around, holding all the time. onto it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to never be more than three feet away from your own clothing if you're gonna get naked. And make sure you put on your own pants. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of pants swapping. I'm almost positive. Is that? Are those my pants? Mario. Mario. Those are my pants. Wait, it says my name. It says my name in them. It says Mario, but my name's Mario too. How can you tell? We can't even see. (laughs) Just being bullshit. God damn it, Jose. That's not racist. There's a man named Jose in this. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Mario Supulveda, what my other favorite dude says, quote. All 33 trapped miners practiced a one-man, one-vote democracy. They worked together to maintain the mine, 
look for escape routes, and keep up morale. We knew that if society broke down, we would all be doomed. Each day, a different person took a bad turn. Every time that happened, we worked as a team to try to keep the morale up. So they're already, they're kind of like killing it. They're doing, they're doing the shit, you know, when I did the whole, also Chilean, I think. No, Uruguayan. They're Ur- the yeah, Uruguayan yeah. dudes on But the didn't mountain. they like crashing Chile? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes. That's why I was like, oh, dang. And there was cannibalism in that one. Yes. But, like, they were also trying to keep each other's spirits up and everything. That's a real cool survivor mentality. Yeah, I guess in this situation, cannibalism wouldn't really work because they didn't have a built-in freezer of literal snow. That shit is... In fact, it's very hot down there. So it'd be getting very stinky very fast. Yeah, that's It was probably already very stinky. You can't... Don't eat the people. Think about all the human excrement. Actually, don't think about all the human excrement. Oh, you just put that in my bean. Sorry. Sorry about your bean. No, she's not. No, August, she's not. On August 22nd, one of the exploratory boreholes actually worked. Oh, what? shit! I know. And it, it finds its way into the space where the miners are trapped. And the men have been hearing the drill for days, like, oh, as, as it's getting closer. It takes so torture. long. I know. They're just like, oh, my God. Will it actually reach us? Oh, my God. It's right there. They've been writing notes. And one of these notes gets attached, I think it's so funny, just to the tip of the drill with some, like, tapes that they found. So that when they pull the drill back out, there's a note what? on the bottom of it. Yeah. I, it's crazy that it, like, stuck onto the drill as they pull it back out. But, like, it totally yeah. did. Because this is, again, like, maybe a hole the size of our heads. Like, it's not enough to rescue people. They don't have the machinery for that yet. But at least they got this note out. And it says, Estamos bien en el refugio los 33. Which basically translates to, we are all well in the refuge, the 33 of us. So this... Balls. I know. So this, by the way, becomes like a motto. Um, It's a phrase that is said by the rescuers and the miners to keep their spirits up. And it makes its way onto the media. And it's put on t-shirts. Like, you can find t-shirts that say this thing. It's pretty cute. By this point, by the way, like, all of Chile is watching. Did they send food through the hole? Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say next. Good. Yeah. So, like, after the initial hole was bored, rescuers from the surface, they start sending food, they send water. So they're, you know, subsisting on more than just mackerel and tuna, which is good. And probably yeah. their own urine. And it, yeah. Oh, my God. But also, like, there's, they have doctors. They kind of killed this, to be honest, because they have doctors being like, okay, these people, are, their stomachs are eating themselves. We need yeah. to send them medication that will prevent ulcers. We need to put them on, like, a, a nutrient slurry for the first three days, and then they can have solid food. So, like, they're really kind of killing it as far as making sure these guys don't get horribly sick. Wow. Just shove some air conditioners through the hole. Yeah, right? <laughs> a toilet. Here's Here's the thing. There's no air conditioners. There are video cameras, though. They send down a camera... Like, to check on the miner's condition. And the first one they do has no sound, and it's all sort of black and white. I mean, it's it's all... I don't really know how they did that, because there's no light down there. So I guess it all has to be... I was going to say, did the, they send them light? Like, did they send them, like, flashlights I didn't stuff? find that. Actually, well, flashlights, flashlights maybe. Because yeah. I did hear tell of flashlights later. It didn't, like, specifically say that, but that's totally legit. Maybe. A shit ton of batteries. Right. Um, so anyway, Mario Sepulveda is like, this is my fucking moment. There's a video camera. So the next, like, after they send down these silent video cameras, they send down one that has audio capability. And Mario's like, hello, world. And he (laughs) starts narrating a 40-minute video of him and the other miners like it's an episode of MTV's Cribs. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, he's just very high energy. He's super upbeat about it. He's like, we're doing okay. Look, over here's Jorge. Look, the other Mario. (laughs) How's everybody doing? And some of them, like, they're really cute. Like, some of them are hiding their faces from the thing, and some of them are waving and saying hi. Um, Adorable little Chilean miners. (laughs) Like, oh, welcome to the man cave. <laughs> we call it that because it's like a cave full of men. <laughs> I'm very tired and sweaty. Is that joke anything? No, no. Oh, God. Uh, oh, my one favorite thing that actually did happen is fucking Louise Uzua, um actually did say, they were like, how you guys doing? <laughs> he was like, it's been a bit of a long shift. <laughs> Oh my god. So, like, look, I'm in love with him. Like, he's the best. Apparently, like, his sense of humor, along with Mario's, was, like, one thing that really kept everybody going. So, in the video, all the men have beards. They've clearly lost weight. It's been almost a month by one this point. Week. It's, like, the uh, 26th. I'm a one week. They all have beards. It's, it's been one week. I'm going to be in a cave now. I'm beardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
there. We don't owe any money now. <laughs> right. We, we changed it. It's parody law. So more than 20 days. It's now been more than 20 days since the mine collapsed. They look hot and tired, and some of them are, again, hiding from the cameras. But, but like, literally hot. Like, warm. Yes. Like, okay. literally. They, no one's, like, that sexy. I'm ripped. I've been po- doing push-ups in the dark for 30 days. Right. <laughs> Mario is, again, talking to them, like, thanking the hell out of everybody who's trying to rescue them, and just talking about how they're doing down there. Their situation is complicated, according to him. He refuses to go into the health of any of the miners. Uh, just like let's talk about that for like a second so what do you think happens when you're like stuck in the dark and isolated and completely trapped you well, it's not time? good for you your get eyes. fucking ill yeah because, it is like, not good for your eyes yeah no, you but, need the sun well yeah oh yeah you need a lot of things i'm sure their circadian rhythm, mm-hmm. rhythm is completely oh god vitamin, vitamin deficient oh yeah yep vitamin but, deficient they're probably all like jaundice or something probably oh like it's like and it's not even just that it's the psychological damage yeah that, like they're slowly kind of going insane some of them i bet none of them are pooping regularly probably not <laughs> so y'all come back that can poop. fuck with your body i gotta say you this can create is... masses in your large intestine that can need to be surgically removed that's true yeah like look you can get real a... backed up real fast there's a lot of things that could happen on the psychological side there's nobody better who knows about what this is like than people who work for nasa and people who live on fucking submarines. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. So they bring in the semen. Yes. They, they brought in the semen. In the semen! semen and spacemen. <laughs> semen and Spichemin. space semen. Spichemin. Spichemin. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> so spunk. <laughs> I hate everything so much. <laughs> so experts from NASA and the Chilean Navy come together and they speak with doctors and psychologists about the mental, mental and physical toll this would be taking on the miners. They devise a health plan that involves like continuous communication with the miners to keep them busy. Um, they describe the miners as a disciplined group. So as they're you know trying to lead them through how they should be spending their days, the miners are really keeping up with it. They're doing their best. They want um, also to maintain a role in the rescue effort because if you think about it, like these these men are mining professionals. They've been doing this for years, and they're like, N- "What can you please tell us what you're doing to save us?" And we can tell you if we think that's going to work, and we can talk through this. And the psychologists were all for that because they're like, "Well, they should have a hand in their own fate, so they don't go completely fucking insane just waiting for something to happen." Um, so they also are like quite religious. Most of them are Roman Catholic, yeah, as that, you be that when makes you're from sense. Latin America. Yep. Um, they requested religious items like rosaries and Bibles and stuff. They're building a rock church. Okay, here's the fucking thing they did, though. What? (laughs) They built a, like, small makeshift chapel. (laughs) It's a rock church. Going to the chapel and the Marios are getting married. (laughs) That's all I know. Well, actually, yeah, one of the Marios. Uh, Mario Gomez was the oldest miner, and he led daily prayers. So Aww. that way you're gonna say he married one of the other miners, and I, I was gonna get really fucking excited. Two Marios. You know how he addressed them <sighs> Both all alike in every single day to you know like bring their hopes up. Mm-hmm. He said, "It's a me, a Mario." Obviously, <laughs> it's a me again, a Mario again, a Mario. By by like the second month, everyone's like, "Yeah, we get it. That was funny." Like that was so long ago. <laughs> like, fuck I can't laugh because I'll break in half. I called this part fucking rescue them already. Yeah. <laughs> so up top, there is a plan A and a plan B. Plan B exists because plan A might take forever. So they basically make those two things at the same time. And then like within a week, plan C comes along. And they, plan A starts drilling on August 31st. And plans B and C start very soon after. So it's basically just three different a drills. race to the finish. Exactly. Three different drills coming in at three different angles. So that they can see which one gets there the fastest. There are three. The drills are all different types of drills. None of them are for this particular thing because that doesn't exist. One of them's like an oil drill. One of them is made for boring holes for water. One of them is like a regular, just like creates mine shafts drill. So it took. It takes months. That's the shitty part. It takes literally months because it is just this hard gray rock that they're trying to bore through so they're they're doing this and for a while they don't want to tell the miners how long they think it's going to take because they they aren't even sure they're going to get them out before christmas and it's august <laughs> so like, you never know how long it's going to take to penetrate you never know you try you try it three different ways <laughs> all at the same time so 
on October 9th, Plan B drill. The drill that's just for boring holes for water, by the way. Like, totally crazy. Reaches the miners first. And it, some of them have been drilling pilot holes, and some of them have been going straight to drilling holes big enough for people to get out. This is one of the ones that's like, the thing it's creating is already big enough for people to get out, and it reaches it on October 9th. And that's super dope. Meanwhile, though, down there, down where the miners are. You know the world of miners? The world of miners. The, the miner bearded world? miners. Down yes. where they sit. Down where they, they wait. <laughs> down where they poop in holes made of rock. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. We're pretty sure. We're not talking about poop anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I called this part rescue. Fucking finally. So they're drill. Uh, so the drilling people were also building capsules that the miners would get into and get pulled to the surface in as they're drilling. They're not wasting a lot of time. The final version was the Phoenix Two. It had lights, oxygen, video and audio communication, a reinforced roof, and an escape hatch. Like they they really thought of fucking everything. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So. Did it have a tiny, tiny parachute? It did not. That's like. Four stacked on top of each other, so if something were to go wrong and the pod started falling back down the hole, it could just deploy this tiny parachute and slow it down. I don't think they thought about that. Or I like little were... spider legs to hold on to the walls. Yeah, I think they that were sounds honestly... terrifying, but useful. <laughs> I think they were using like a series of, of levers and shit and mm. pulleys to get them up. Ah, levers and pulleys. Yes, physics. Mm. Mm. There's a shitload of engineers on the surface. Oh, I bet. I should say, uh, also on the surface, a lot of the time, the president of Chile... <laughs> just, just hanging, hanging out. out. Just like a <laughs> Waiting for his miners to come out of their hole. Exactly. He's, he misses his miners. Get the president his miners! Now, I tell you! <laughs> he can't sleep without his miners! All the president's miners now coming to theater near you. Um, <laughs> but... Um, and then also, like, engineers from all across the world... And the family members and then the general community around just like they made like a little tent, like a little shanty town outside of the mining facility being like, we're not leaving until you get me my husband. You we won't assholes. go. We won't go. We won't go. I miss the dick. <laughs> Give me my minor. <laughs> oh my God. The actual rescue effort began on it. Emily's losing her mind. <laughs> All the president's minors? Was that it? What do you want? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> She's crying. Speaking of which, it's so hot in this room right now. It's so hot. <laughs> and we're starting to feel like the minors as we're in here. Too so hot. We it's so hot. There's so much sugar coursing through our veins. I know. Oh, we're God. Continue. The actual rescue effort began on October 12th. They called it Operation San Lorenzo because St. Lawrence is apparently the patron saint of miners because there's one of those for fucking everything. Oh my god. Apparently. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's Can true. Can confirm. Yep. Was raised Catholic. <laughs> there's a, there's I tried a saint to forget for everything. And that was too. Is there a patron saint of Jack in it? So right. <laughs> there is now. It's St. Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want that to be your patron. St. Taylor. Right? <laughs> I think. Taller. Come on. We send a rescuer. Focus. We send a rescuer. We have to get out of here. We're trapped like Chilean miners in this room. <laughs> so hot! <laughs> they send a rescuer, Manuel Gonzalez, down the shaft, and everyone in the surface sings the Chilean national anthem during his descent. Oh. I might start getting emotional about all this because, like, they're, they came together as a fucking country in, like, such a way. It's fucking great. Hmm. One at a time, starting with those who were the fittest of body and mind, the miners are brought up the surface via the capsules. There's like three capsules and they're sort of all working. Like they'll send one capsule and bring one guy out, send another in, bring one guy out. Um, Florencio Avalos was the first man to reach the surface. It was his job and the job of the three men after him as like the best, like the most sound of body to be able to talk to the rescuers about the health of the rest of the men down there. Um, and also like if something had gone terribly wrong, they would be the most able to eject themselves from the capsule and Maybe figure out a way back to the surface themselves. Anyway, Luis Urzula was the last man to be brought up. 
Aww. And he did so carrying a Chilean flag because he's a fucking hero. And Where I did he get the flag? He was in the mine already. Okay. He was in the refuge. So he okay. brings it up and... I'm just like picturing someone sent down a mine being like, photo op. Exactly. Oh, but like, that's the thing. This was defo a photo op. Like, oh, there God, are so yeah. many pictures of these men coming out and they look kind of emaciated, but they're like singing the Chilean national anthem and they're screaming oh my like, God. viva Chile. And like, they are so happy. It gives me chills. I know. It's, it's like really beautiful. This is my favorite part. So after Luis greeted his son and the rest of his family, he went up to the president and hugged him. And he said, I deliver to you this shift of workers as I agreed I would. And the president responds, I gladly receive your shift because you completed your duty, leaving last like a good captain. And it's just like, my my tiny baby. Now, okay, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, I really wanted to leave it on this super lighthearted thing. I super did because it's like super sweet. Everybody's reunited with their families. It's beautiful. Taylor, what did you do? It's an international effort. Is this worse than consumption? I found an article Uh that is from five and a half years later. So it was in 2016. Here's the thing. It's in 2016. And it details how they've been doing. First of all, over a billion people worldwide watched this rescue attempt. This was something that, like, captured the world's attention. I remember it. Yeah, I remember like, it. A lot of people, I think, do. I remember seeing oh, the footage. Yeah. yeah. This was, an, and getting them out of there was an international effort led by the Chileans. I mean, we were involved, Canada, a bunch of other Latin American countries, like, people from all over the place were trying to help this. And, you know, it was a, it was a huge deal when they got free. And the Sunday Express wrote this article, and it's... It's not great. Mario Sepulveda, the video guy. Mr. Happy. He was nicknamed Super Mario. So just ah, like, no! Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, because, oh. like, because he was so fucking happy and up- upbeat all the time. Uh-huh. He says in this uh, article, people saw the pictures of the rescue and they thought our hell was over. In fact, it was just beginning. Yep. Every miner right now is just as poor as they were before. Yep. Some of them have gone back to working in mines. No. Can you fucking imagine? No. Like, oh my god, it's horrifying. The idea, like, and how scared they must be all the time. The mine owners of the San Jose mine, who fucked up major in having all the safety stuff they were supposed to have, nothing happened to them. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. No, no charges were even brought, because Chile is a very corrupt country. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Um, yeah. yeah, and like I mentioned, three people died during those collapses. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. And like a lot of those miners, the 33 who were trapped, like they saw that as a real low point, that nothing happened. Like their suffering wow. was for nothing. And not only that, but like they... Uh, they believe that their story was taken from them. Like, they lost the rights to their own story because they were advised by shitty lawyers who stole it from them and gave them almost no money. Um, there has since been a book made by a guy who isn't terrible. Like, he was really trying to keep the story intact the way it was and, and you know, make sure they, they saw some money out of it. I think it was called The Deep Down Dark. And then it, that was made into a movie called The 33. You might remember it. Antonio Banderas played Mario. Yeah. Um, they saw they saw nothing from that, nothing. Like Mario begged Antonio to let him be an extra in the movie. Like that's that's as far as they ever got with that. Jesus. Several of them suffer from psychological issues. Mario has considered suicide on more than one occasion. Mario. Others have had stint in rehab and psych facilities. Finding jobs is hard because employers think they're too unstable to work. Those who couldn't who couldn't get jobs in mines, kind of wanted to because that's what they did, that's what they knew, that was their trade, and they can't because no one wants to hire one of the 33. Then if you have a shitty mine operation, it just draws attention. So these men endured 69 days underground, the longest recorded period for humans to be underground ever. These miners haven't seen any money, and they feel like they've had no justice. And this is a quote from Mario Sepulveda. We were simply working men who went down a mine and came up into a circus. And then the world forgot about us. Fuck the world! I know. So, hey guys, just like, maybe keep that in mind. Like, these guys had to suffer through some shit. They were, like, taken to Disney World and shit, too. And, like, they didn't like it. They were saying, like, that wasn't a happy time for us. We were on camera. Yeah. We were in a show, basically. Yeah. Yeah, we really exploited the shit out of them, and then we forgot about them. So... It's pretty horrible. It's fucked up. I know. It's really fucked up. 
But they, they done did survive real good. They're good, good survivor boys, and I'm proud of them. And also, I love you, Louise. Please. Marry me. No. Taylor, you're already <laughs> doing that. Taylor. I'm already, I was going to do that anyway. Like, <laughs> in a month and like seven, eight days. Oh, God. Stop reminding me. So. <laughs> I'm so nervous. So, it's fine. But we do want to thank you, Shell, for oh, joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Us. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Yeah, thanks for letting me kidnap you straight from work. Absolutely. You bought me ice cream, so I'm really easy With to kidnap. Yes, you thank you for me the ice cream, cream. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode of the Uh Oh Feeling. I'm Taylor. Oh, God. No. Uh-huh. Don't uh-huh. you fucking Say your do fucking it. name. Damn it. I'm Emily. And don't forget God. your can of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This has been a Daily Gravy production. Thanks for listening.